0: Well, the spread has gone all the way up to nine and a half and seems kind of low, honestly, to me. But on today's show, I'm going to take a little bit of that positivity and tell you why I think there's some reasons BC fans can be optimistic about Friday's game. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. I am the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 network. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.comslash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. This is Locked On BC. Your team every day. We do this every single day talking about Boston College sports. And this is a short week. Because BC is set to play the Miami Hurricanes in the season finale, regular season finale in Chestnut Hill on Friday. Black Friday game for Boston College. And the outlook for many folks is black. It's bleak. Because, you know, if you look at the Vegas odds, the BC's over a touchdown underdog. You look at the statistics, you see that Miami has a lot of um, – Strengths that really could uh, exploit some of BC's weaknesses. And you you think to yourself, there's no way BC's going to win this. You might want to run over to FanDuel if you don't live in the state of Massachusetts and, and put some some of your hard-earned money on the canes if, if, if you can get yourself to do that kind of thing, if you feel that strongly. But I say to myself sometimes, there's two ways that games that BC's expected to get blown out happen you could get some of the old Clemson games where BC was projected to lose, and they boy, did they lose some of those games, or even Florida State. But then you think of what happened earlier this year. The 2023 Florida State Seminoles, I, I think I projected BC to lose by 35 points in that game, and they lost by two. That was against a very good Florida State team you're playing a not-so-good Miami team, but a team nonetheless that is filled with athletes, blue-chip recruits, solid transfers, and explosive players. That in itself should give you reason to pause and say, okay, BC is going to definitely be a big underdog in this because we've seen in the last couple weeks, and it's actually been more of a trend than that, that there's some concerning things that are going on with this team that could get exploited by Mario Cristobal and this team. So what does BC have to do to win this game? It, You know, there's, if you were to give me the odds, I would say there's not a hundred percent chance Miami's winning this game. Miami is a team that has the tendency to get let down. They have let down games. And if BC can pull it together, they could figure out a way to win this. So, the first thing that they need to do, we're going to look on the offensive side of the ball, is BC has got to figure out how to get into the end zone. They have two big issues right now on these drives. First of all, it's it's the uh, schizophrenic play calling that, Prevents BC from getting into the rhythm with their running game and taking over a game. Look at what BC did against Army. I know Army's not Miami, but you ran the ball effectively and you threw the ball, what like, it, it, I think it was like 12 times in that game. BC put up 28 points. Then you decide in some of these more recent games that, yeah, I'm going to run the ball, but then, hey, what, you know what? I'm getting kind of bored of this. Let's, you know, let's YOLO. Let's, ru- let's throw the ball here. And then what happens? Castellanos either gets them behind the sticks or what's happened more, you know, too frequently is turnovers. And this happened in the red zone against Pitt. And. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, I have a cold. So um, if I, I might have to dump out a few here. Um, so that's going to be a major point of emphasis here. And Halfley said that on Monday's at Monday's press conference, you got to finish drives. Miami has the 11th ranked run defense in the country, which is scary because that's all BC can do right now. Thomas Castellanos has kind of lost the ability to throw the football effectively. And as I said on yesterday's episode, they're not going to say it, but it seems like he's not physically the same as he was earlier this year. I think there might be an injury that they're kind of, that he's battling through. But if he's going to be a pocket passer, Miami's got, you know, an all eight CC safety. They've got good guys out there that'll make you pay. But BC has to be able to, if they get the ball going, if they get Kai Robichaud going, they need to be able to capitalize. They need to get seven points on those drives. They need to be able to, you know, finish a drive and get into the end zone. No three points. You don't win friends. Just like you ever see that Simpsons episode where they're like, you don't win friends with donuts. It's an old Simpsons reference. But this one is you don't win friends with field goals. Field goals are fine. But when you're playing an offense like Miami's that can put up points, three points ain't going to cut it. Finish off the drives. And as I said uh, earlier um, on yesterday's episode, I don't care that. It makes you one-dimensional at this point. But BC needs to really shrink down the the passing playbook because it's not working right now with Castellanos. And again, it's he seems physically different than he does earlier this year. Um, le- earlier this year, he was able to roll out and move around and find spots so that he can make a more informed throw. Now he's uh, he doesn't seem like he has the mobility to do it, so he stands in the pocket, which is bad. and then he tries to force things that just don't work. So I would say get rid of most of these play, these throws, especially get rid of the long throws. Uh, you know, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but he he hit two last week, one to Joseph Griffin and one to uh, I forget who it was. Jeremiah Franklin maybe. Uh, But he had two longer passes, but both of them were kind of fluky. Like Jeremiah, Joseph Griffin was in traffic and Griffin had to make a nice catch to get it. Um, And and all these other throws end up with just bad reads and all sorts of issues. So my hope, let's cross my fingers for that offense, is that BC figures out a way to run the ball effectively. And you know what? If you got to pass it a few times, you know, Short screens, bubble screens, fine, whatever. And so, if they can do that, move the ball effectively, especially on the ground, and get points when you're in, you know, on these drives, that might help. But the bigger question is going to be on the other side of the ball. And I'm going to get into all of what they need to do on that side in just a moment. Now, let me tell you about Locked On ACC with Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. It's a great podcast. You can find it on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. If you're into ACC sports, check it out. It's amazing. Locked On ACC. Now, LinkedIn is the place to go when you have a new hire because if you feel like your hire can have high stakes wagers on your small business, then you need to go to LinkedIn. All you need to do Here's what you need to do. Get your job. You put it up. Get your purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Spread the word that you're hiring. And with simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Your job, your, your work is too important. Your company needs the right people. Don't mess around. Go to LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. We're talking about how BC can beat Miami. And if you're listening to this, I am guaranteeing you have probably already said, AJ, they can't beat BC. Uh, They can't beat Miami. And you'll hear my prediction tomorrow, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, I'm spitballing what could cause an upset. Because as I started this episode off with, Miami isn't this flawless team that plays perfect football that can't be beat. They can be beat. But what does Boston College have to clean up to get that upset? to earn win number seven. They've got to do a lot more than they did the last two weeks. And now looking on the defensive side of the ball, there's some major issues that we have to look at. Now, it looks like Tyler Van Dyke will be the starter. This is the same story that we started with at the beginning of the year where we thought Tyler Van Dyke would be the starter. He kind of struggled. They put in Emery Williams. He broke his arm and it's back to Tyler Van Dyke again. That's not good news for B.C., At least with Williams, you'd have a, a true freshman that you could kind of conf- hope to confuse and get get around. Tyler Van Dyke, I think is like 28 or 29 years old right now. No, he's not really, but you know what I mean. He's been around a long time. When you get guys like um that some of their some of their wide receivers that they have, uh some of their weapons that they have, and get Van Dyke feeling it like because he felt pretty good, like he looked good last week throwing a guys like Xavier Restrepo who has 68 receptions, 876 yards or Jacoby George with 49 receptions, 762 yards and seven touchdowns. I mean, they've got three wide receivers with 40 plus receptions. That worries me when you are throwing out, you know, on, on, uh, exper- little guys with little experience, like CJ clang scales, um, guys that are struggling like John Pupil and Victor Nelson and other guys that you're just hoping will have big games like Jalen Cheek and Amari Jackson. Playing against that is going to be a big deal. But there's something that BC can do, that they haven't done efficiently, that could help them in this game. That is get turnovers. against Against Virginia Tech. Against the team that they just played pit BC has had had no turnovers. They have not, they have not landed a turnover against Syracuse where they have two, they they've had games where they get them, but that's the key. Go back to that Florida state game. What was the game? What was the play that made that team game turn on a, on a dime? It was the strip pick uh strip to the house touchdown by Kari Johnson BC's can force Tyler Van Dyke to make mistakes. He's not an infallible quarterback. He's thrown 12 interceptions this year. He's got a 17 to 12 interceptions, a touchdown to interception rate. That ain't that great. So you can force him to make mistakes. And that's what BC needs. BC needs some short fields and it goes with the offense. You get the short fields, you capitalize on it. Then we're talking, we're, we're cooking with fire here but they got to be able to do that. And I'm not going to say a key is they need to get pressure because there's better odds of me going on a date with Margot Robbie than BC having a game where they get consistent pressure, especially against Miami's offensive line, which is pretty good. But if they can sim pressure or, you know, confuse him a little bit and try to get some interceptions, that'd be good. This is the kind of game where you miss Elijah Jones, because I feel like he would have been a difference maker, but, they got to be able to do that. They got to be able to make some interceptions. And then the second thing is is not a hard topic to to talk about, but they got to fix it. Is make the tackles stupid. I I was trying to see in my brain if that would make a good an, uh, anagram, but it doesn't. But make the tackles stupid. I watched. I was watching Mitch's. Um, game rewatch up on Eagle Insider if you're not a VIP member and you're rec- and on this recording on Tuesday you can get 75% off a, a, a subscription on starting Tuesday check it out it's like two bucks a month you can't you can't beat that go join you can join for 20 tw- it was 25 bucks a year go on go sign up. but Mitch had his his game rewatch where you get clips and he talks about these things the second the big Rodney Hammond touchdown run, the second big run of the game, the tackling in that was awful. It was so bad. You had Victor Nelson diving at his feet. You had, um, there was someone else that dove at his feet, feet at, at, at Hammond's feet. You do that against Miami, you're going to get blown out. You have to make your tackles. You have to be able to be, you can't miss tackles. You can't get juked out of your feet this stuff was happening. And I I worry that I think it's a big concern going in against Miami, but if BC can clean that up, work on it during practice. And I don't even know how you would work on tackles. It's been, you know, Halfley says it wasn't an issue this year, but look at the pro football focus course. It's been an issue for quite a few games, but this is a big area where BC can clean things up. So that's going to be key too. They got to be able to, to make tackles and not, allow extra yardage because Miami will make you pay. If you give it up, they're going to take it. So that's my keys on what BC can have, what BC needs to do to win this game. Now on tomorrow's show, Mitch and I will do our, our weekly preview. It's going to be Wednesday. It's going to be a show for Wednesday, but Thursday's Thanksgiving and I'm not recording for Thanksgiving and Friday's the game. We want to have this out beforehand. So we're going to have it ready for you. So make sure you subscribe to YouTube or or wherever you get your podcast and hit the like button. If you like our podcast, it really does help. Now in our final segment, we got some news and notes, including who, who Jeff Hathley thinks is the unsung hero of this team. And I totally agree with him. You're going to want to hear about that in just a moment. Now prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. It's the most fun I've had winning 25 times the money that I put into a wager. Now it's easy to use. You just make two or more, pick two or more players, put on over and unders on their projected stats, and place your entry. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball in their special leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey get 10.5 combos and three-pointers made and kisses from Taylor Swift. I mean, receptions. I'm sorry. Want to play alongside some, some of Pick's favorite players like Meek Mill and Andrew Schultz? You can find them in the community tabs. They have the easiest way to use it. You, with quick withdrawals and easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types, it's what makes it the d- number one daily f- fantasy sports app. So, what you got to do go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college today and use code locked on college for a first pat deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. This is for prize pick daily fantasy sports made easy. This is Locked on BC, AJ Black. We're wrapping things up here on Locked on BC, your team every day. Now, I hope if you did not have a chance to check it out yet, you go back and check out my interview with Beacon Street uh, Beacon Street Hoops, uh, one of the best sickos out there who has great analysis of basketball. We talked for about 15 minutes yesterday. I think you should go back and check it out because it's a really good episode. So go back and listen to that if you have not already. Now, on Monday, Jeff Halfley held his Monday press conference, his last regular season press conference of the season. Some people might say the last one ever, but that's neither here nor there. I I don't know. Based off of where he's at right now, unless something weird happens, I'm guessing he'll be back. But he talked, and a lot of it was the same stuff that you always hear about, you know, putting the last week behind you, blah, 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 whatever. But one question I really enjoyed that was asked was he was asked who the unsung hero of this team is. And I went to think to myself, like, who would be the guy that hasn't really gotten a lot of accolades that's played really well this year? When I hear unsung heroes, my first thought always goes to the offensive line. We talked a lot about those guys, right? Christian Mahogany's not an unsung hero. You guys all know who he is. Kyle Hurgle has been good. But I don't think of him as an unsung hero. I mean, most of those guys, you you know who they are, so that doesn't count. But he he mentioned, he answered so quickly uh, a guy that I was like, yep, that's absolutely the correct answer. And that is running, uh, yeah, running back, defensive lineman Cam Horsley. Cam Horsley is the starting nose tackle, uh, and he has been a difference maker. He was graded in the high 80s for his game against Pitt because he was all over the place. I had watched a play. It was, uh, I think it was fourth down and one. And he got so much penetration against the center that he pushed so hard backwards that he, I basically just went right by the play, but that just shows you how powerful this guy is. He's making a ton of plays. Now, Halfley says he does a good job of opening things up for the linebackers to make their plays. And so, he's a he's a dynamic player and this is the big year for him you know horsley's been around a long time and i think he's still got one more year left and watching him play he looks like a different player than i've seen in years past like he's bigger uh he's more physical and, and he does a lot of things the coaching staff likes too right so when there was the the touchdown run by hammond after all the defensive backs kind of just flailed at him it was Cam Horsley, a almost 300, I think he's a 300-pound defensive tackle, bombing down the sideline trying to catch him. He didn't end up catching him, but didn't give up either. For a guy that size, that's pretty impressive. So I totally agree. And I, I was trying to think, is there any other unsung heroes out there? The other one that I think of too, and he's been mentioned a lot, but I think of him as an unsung hero is Dino Tomlin. Dino Tomlin hasn't had the most, like, dynamic offensive year you know his his statistics in terms of receiving he only has 23 uh sorry 21 catches for 264 yards but he's consistent like he doesn't drop passes whenever you get him the get the ball his way he's gonna catch it so he's one that i think of and then after that it's like i don't think of anyone like maybe lewis bond but even he, he gets his, his accolades, too. So my, my two picks would have been Horsley and Dino Tomlin uh, in terms of um, unsung heroes. Finally, for, what's a little basketball news? Quinton Post was named ACC Player of the Week. This is the first time a BC player has received this award since Jerome Robinson in 2018. It's been that long. Uh, two double-doubles this week for Quinton Post. Of course, he had that monster game against uh harvard on saturday just you know i think folks are starting to understand how good this guy is how much he is one of the probably one of the better players in the ACC. he's not a five-star recruit so he doesn't get all the preseason accolades that the other guys do but Quentin post is already having quite the year uh and this is a nice uh accolade to, to put a little feather in his cap now on tomorrow's show previews and predictions with mitch We have a whole lot more we're going to talk about and get ready for this Miami game. Make sure you're here on Locked on BC, your team every day. Subscribed, liked, get in there. And we'll see you all again tomorrow for another episode. Follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247. I'm going to head on out. Hope you guys have a great one. We'll see you again soon.